Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Baruch Hashem Adonai, blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to thank my friends and supporters of our ministry. It's been a blessing to see through our reports how many listeners we have to our podcast channel, not only in the United States, but overseas as well. So far, we're in about 12 countries and half of the United States. So I want to say thank you to all our faithful listeners. And for those who are listening for the first time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. If you're interested in contributing to our ministry to keep us on the air, any amount is greatly appreciated. Visit our website at TLDM Evangelistic Radio Network.com slash donate. Or you can click the link below in this podcast channel. So we really want to say thank you. May the Lord bless you. As you support our ministry. The last few episodes we've been talking about wisdom. And the importance of wisdom. I mentioned that we're preparing for an in-depth study of the book of Ecclesiastes. And as I surveyed some of the sermons that I listened to. Through TBN or Daystar and other Christian channels. I was in pursuit to see how many men of God, women of God are preaching on this subject of wisdom. There are few, but not many. So when the Lord said, take time to really go into study and teach the children of God, to teach God's people the importance of wisdom and how to embrace wisdom and how to to walk in wisdom, to see wisdom as supreme, to see wisdom as virtuous. In the book of Proverbs, Solomon refers to wisdom as she, that we need to embrace her as she. She is precious, she's more beautiful, she's more valuable than precious stones, gold, or silver. David, a man of God, the king that fought Goliath, if you will. He fought him as a boy, but David was a man after God's own heart. And a lot of the things he did were built on the foundation of wisdom and the mistakes he made showed a lack of wisdom. One with Bathsheba, one taking a census of his people or his army. But David did understand the power of wisdom because he even told his son Solomon to ask God for wisdom, to prepare Solomon to build the temple. So here's a father passing on instruction to his son about the importance of seeking the Lord, obeying God, and operating in wisdom. And the wisdom you get only comes from God. Now listen to me. I get it. There are people who are very, very smart. They have a high IQ. 
They go to the best schools of, of learning. They have the highest degrees. But that doesn't mean they have wisdom. You heard me say in my previous episode that God blessed me with the gift of knowledge. He gave me the gifts of learning. Uh, I want to thank even my own mother, if she's listening, that she took her resources while we were living in the projects, my brothers and I, and she sent us to Catholic school, private school. A little bit higher academically than some of the public schools in those days as well. So it, it conditioned and trained us to be people of pursuit of knowledge or uh, lifelong learning. And, and I got to be honest with you, academics are great. I, I love learning. I love math, history, English, all the things that people are supposed to learn in school and go to college and you learn the skill sets and the theoretical models that help you in your, in your degree program. But they're not teaching wisdom. <laughs> they're not telling you this is how you deal with this based on wisdom or the word of God. I, I know you know this. People go to law school, med school, engineering school, all those great institutions of learning lack in their curricula a course on how to be a person pursuing wisdom. Because you cannot get wisdom from man. You can get knowledge. You can get tacit knowledge. You can get intelligent or emotionally intelligent, but you still will be empty, incomplete, if you don't seek the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and ask the Lord to fill you with wisdom, just like Solomon did. David wrote his Psalms, and in his Psalms, you can even see wisdom in his Psalms. So for those who think wisdom only comes out of the book of Proverbs or maybe the Song of Solomon and as we're preparing to even get into Ecclesiastes coming up, Psalms are very powerful. They're poetic, but they're also Psalms is instruction for us to know how to be people to pursue God in wisdom. Today, we're going to talk about Psalm 49. Now, David was referred to as the choir director. David was referred to the warrior and the king. The psalmist. But as I indicated, David also taught Solomon how to pursue God by seeking him seeking the Lord God Almighty, Yahweh, for the purpose of wisdom. When we read Proverbs, we find that Solomon is even saying and referring to his father, teaching him the keys to life, which is wisdom. Solomon himself is, is writing in his Proverbs. When it says, my father, listen to me, my son, or the father says to the son, listen to me. Even in Proverbs chapters 4, 5, and 6, we look at how Solomon is laying out what his father taught him, but the things that he taught him, even Solomon as a young man, didn't follow completely. Especially when you look at Proverbs 5, 
6 and 7, which deal with um, the warnings about adultery. It gets into warnings about pledges. It gets into warnings again in detail about the adulterous woman in chapter 7. There's, there's reasons why, because David saw the problems, or Solomon saw the problems that his father David had with his concubines, with his wives, as well as with his children who had other wives as well. So when we look at Psalm 49, we still see that the importance of living today is not just because you accomplish something on the job and you can say that I'm making a good living and then you, you, you may tithe, maybe you don't. And if you want to learn more about tithing, look at Malachi 3 and Proverbs 3. Let me say that again about tithing. Look at Malachi 3 and Proverbs chapter 3. But the psalmist in Psalm 49 is still trying to get everyone to understand that even in David's day, even in Solomon's day, Solomon was the richest king ever that ever walked the planet. Nobody will ever achieve as much as Solomon did. And, and Solomon had it all. But he made some mistakes. Again, married too many wives and that led him to idolatry. And that was, that was a bad deal. You think of the smartest man in the world would, would have learned something and that's one thing that the flesh sometimes leads us away from doing things that are wise. But my point here with Psalm 49, before we start getting into some of the verses, is I really look at this very seriously. And the more I prepare for our, our, our recordings or our, our teachings on this subject, I ask the Lord to help me understand how I can apply even more of what I'm even learning into my life. In Psalm 49, the psalmist starts off and says, listen, starting in verse 1, listen to this, all you people. Listen to this, all you people. Pay attention, everyone in the world, See, this is getting ready for when we get into Ecclesiastes. But when the psalmist is saying, listen to this, all you people, not just, he's not just saying this to the Jewish people. He's not saying it to the Gentiles. He is saying it to every single person in the world. Listen to this, all you people, pay attention, everyone in the world. So whatever you're doing, you can be driving, you can be sitting, you can be doing anything. I want you to pay attention to what I'm going to tell you because you're not hearing a lot of people preach on the subject of wisdom. And if you are, please send me an email. Please let us know how many pastors out there are preaching or teaching on the subject of wisdom and how to seek the Lord to, to pursue wisdom, to, to value wisdom and understand how important it is to apply the wisdom keys of the Psalms and the Proverbs and the book of Ecclesiastes for your life. Just the whole Bible is nothing but wisdom keys. But I want you to at least give me a quick note 
telling me how you've been blessed about this message that we're preaching on, teaching on. And also let me know how many other ministers out there are talking the same subject. Just like not many preach on revelations. That's my subject. I got to admit when I went to seminary, being a, what they call end times uh, teacher, which is called eschatology. That's kind of my favorite. But not many are comfortable preaching or teaching on the book of Revelation. We will be doing that too coming up in the near future. But Psalm 49, the psalmist, the choir director says, Listen to this, all you people. Pay attention, everyone in the world. High and low, rich and poor. Listen to me. Now when somebody who's writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, all right, everybody, pay attention and listen. That means you better pay attention and listen. In Solomon's case in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, and everybody who knows me, I've said this before, I have many favorite verses, but my favorite verse really is Ecclesiastes 12, 13, which it says, this is the sum of the matter, fear God and obey his commandments. That's just fear the Lord. We're going to get into why fearing God and makes it, why fearing God is part of everything we should be doing because he created everything. Um, and then obeying his commandments. That's everything. Distinguishing marks here, but the same presentation, the same message, which is about wisdom. So David is saying, listen to all this. Listen to this, all you people. Pay attention, everyone in the world, high and low, rich and poor. Listen. For my words are wise, and my thoughts are filled with insight. Verse 4. I listen carefully to many proverbs and solve riddles with inspiration from a harp. <laughs> so yes, David playing on his harp, his songs, his psalms, nothing but wisdom. And that's who he is, and he passed that on to his son Solomon. And Solomon then asked God for wisdom, and God gave him more wisdom than anyone before him, or anyone that's going to be even after him. But it doesn't mean we don't get wisdom if we don't ask. The Bible tells us to ask. James tells us that very clearly. If you lack wisdom, ask God, and he'll give it to you generously. James chapter 1. So I like when David is saying, pay attention. He gets on to verse 5 and he says this. And this is where all of us should pay attention. So that's why he says, listen. And I know you're listening. Verse 5. Why should I fear when trouble comes, when enemies surround me? That's verse 5. So I'm asking you, why should you fear when trouble comes, when enemies surround you? You shouldn't. Remember, Jesus says through the Gospels, fear not. Fear not, I've overcome the world. The Bible is replete with, with fear nots. It talks about how we should be a person of love, not a person of fear. Because the perfect love casts out fear, amen? So we have to be able to understand that as believers, filled with wisdom, filled with the Holy Ghost, you should not fear when trouble comes. Most of us know when the psalmist writes about fear, we talk about Psalm 91, but we're in Psalm 49. He says in 5 again, 
Why should I fear when trouble comes, when enemies surround me? Why should you? It doesn't matter if it's people who are partisan because of politics or maybe radicals because of their ideologies out there. I get it. They're activists in pursuit of the following and they cause destruction. Some do. Some come with intimidation. I get it. You can have the government trying to say that I'm going to raise more taxes and now they're going to threaten you to take over your house or your belongings because you didn't pay your taxes. But the Bible says, fear not. Fear not. But at least obey the laws of the land. So verse 6 says that these people, they trust in their wealth and boast of great riches. Yet they cannot redeem themselves from death. By paying a ransom to God. So what I learned from this, let me tell you what I got out of those first five, six verses here. When I look at my life, I even asked this question to my wife the other day too. I said, doesn't it seem like the last three months feel like a day to you? She kind of kind of looks at it and goes, yeah, I can see your point. But for me, it feels like every day is just going by fast. Maybe you're going through the same thing. So when this happens and that happens, I, I'm, I'm praising the Lord. Maybe it's as his overwhelming grace in my life right now, I'm not feeling stressed about it. I'm not feeling upset about it because what more can I do? And if I trust in the Lord with all my heart and don't lean on my own understanding, which we talked about, but in all my ways acknowledge him and he would direct my path. So I'm going to at least give it all to the Lord. So the psalmist is saying, why should you fear when trouble comes? When, when enemies surround you, he's talking to himself, but I'm putting it into the first person over here and saying, why worry. They trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. Yet they cannot redeem themselves from death by paying a ransom to God. My friends, we're all going to be tested by fire, according to the word of God. And fire can be a literal fire because things are burning up on the West Coast some things are burning overseas, and your houses are burned up now. That's a test of fire. Test of fire could be crises in your life, from family to what's going on in the job to what's going on because of a pandemic. We're all being tested by fire. Fire is a way of testing and, and, and purifying. We know this. So we're going to be tested by fire. But there are those who believe because they have so much money that that's their security. And the Bible says it's not. Just because you have a lot of money in your bank account or because you make a lot of money, that's not going to save you. And I'm going to explain why as we go through this, these verses. Verse 8. Redemption does not come so easily for no one can ever pay enough to live forever and never see the grave. So when the psalmist is saying in, their, in his reality... I'm now a shepherd, became a king. And I know I'm going to die one day. I can be rich and I can be poor, but pay attention to me. That's why he started off in verse 1. Listen to me, all you people, high and low, rich and poor. For my words are wise and my thoughts are filled with insight. I listen to 
to <laughs> verse 4. I listen carefully to many proverbs and solve riddles with inspiration from my harp. Verse 5. Why should I fear when trouble comes, when enemies surround me? They trust in their wealth and boast of great riches, yet they cannot redeem themselves from death by paying a ransom to God. Redemption does not come so easily, for no one can ever pay enough to live forever and never see the grave. That is Psalm 49, verses 1 through 9. So what we're learning here is that no matter what you do, you're going to die one day. No matter how much money you have, rich or poor, you're going to die one day. The psalmist is really giving me some insight to, to help me have a perspective that every day is a gift. Every day is a blessing. Every day passes by so quickly. And there is nothing I can do to pay a ransom and say, Lord, let me live longer and longer and longer each day. Because God holds my future in his hands. So this is insight when you realize, no matter if you're rich or poor, you should not fear anything that comes at you. Because even those who are creating trouble are going to die one day. Because that is what the word of God tells us. It is appointed once for a man to die. After that, the judgment. So the psalmist is helping all of us understand that when you read Psalms, if you're a person still living in fear after reading Psalms, I'm going to have you understand that you must repent of the sin of fear because fear has to deal with judgment. And you need to learn that perfect love, God's love, will cast out fear when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Fear and the love of God cannot occupy in the same space. Fear has to do with judgment. The love of God is power that overcomes fear. What is it that overcomes fear? It is in our troubles of this world, it's our faith. And our faith is saying that God can do it all. So when you are in fear, you don't have any faith. So the psalmist is telling you, listen up, pay attention, he says, because he has insight. Why should you fear when trouble comes, when the enemy surrounds you? He's asking you these questions. Why should you? You cannot pay a ransom to God. And redemption does not come so easily, for no one can ever pay enough to live forever and never see the grave. You can eat healthy all the days of your life. You don't have to smoke, drink. You can do whatever. Eat, drink, and be merry. I get all that too. We can cover that in a word. But the whole point here is we all have an appointment for death. And if you don't pay attention to what's going on in the world, you're not going to have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding because you're worried and consumed with fear. And if you're worried and consumed with fear because of the things that are going on in the world, then you're not living in faith. And if you're not living in faith, you're not pleasing God. So the psalmist is saying, listen to me, all you people, rich and poor, high and low, pay attention. Stop being in fear. 
Don't worry about trouble when it comes. Trust in the Lord. You cannot pay God anything to stay on this earth longer. And we all have a destination, which is the grave. You cannot pay enough. You cannot do enough to avoid the grave. So live your life in the pursuit of pleasing God by walking in faith and hungering and thirsting for righteousness so that you may be filled, Matthew 6, and that you are in love with and want more of God's wisdom for your life. Because by doing that, you will always walk in the fear of the Lord, which will keep you from sin. Amen? I will continue on Psalm 49 in our next episode. May the Lord continue to reveal his love and promises to you every day of your life. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Word. Join me again as we discuss Bible topics that will help you live a victorious life through Jesus Christ. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We are a nonprofit 501c3 parachurch organization. Your donation is tax deductible. Help us continue to share the word globally by becoming a faithful monthly supporter. Click the support button on your Share the Word podcast channel or visit us at our website at TLDM Evangelistic Radio Network slash donate.